1: Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 206th episode of Talk Direction. And today we are talking about Niall's song, Put a Little Love on Me. Um, Before we get to that, we have a Patreon. Um, You can check that out at patreon.com slash talkdirection where um, we do Talk Direction Down Low, which is a Patreon-only podcast segment where uh, we talk about things that we wouldn't necessarily want to share on the main podcast, um, just do kind of fun stuff over there. Last week, we talked about Harry being on vacation uh, and also a possible Wendy 10-year anniversary documentary. And this, I was just going to say this year, this week, <laughs> we're doing our Fanfic Book Club episode, where we read a fic and discuss it. Um, this week, the fic we're reading is set in a Scottish seaside town and has some Celtic myth plot points, and it was very fun and a little spooky. So if you want to get in on that, you can join us at patreon.com slash talkdirection. We also got a fun listener email a couple weeks ago that we wanted to share. Do you want to read any of this, Caitlin?
2: Um, If you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> OK. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so this was an email that we got, which I really loved. And um, I feel badly that we didn't respond, because we usually don't respond to emails. We just read them on air and respond that way. Um, But hopefully, um, the writer of this email will listen to this episode and hear it. So, this comes from Tommy. Tommy says, hello there. I assume I am somewhat of an outlier in terms of Harry Styles fans. 49-year-old music nerd dude was thrilled to hear Big Star mentioned when discussing Cherry. As such, I really don't have much of a support network for delving into my appreciation for his work. So, your podcast, podcast has been a lot of fun. I haven't seen it brought up anywhere else, but I'm pretty sure the album's title, and particularly the cover art, reveals an awareness of the 1984 mockumentary, This Is Spinal Tap. Most musicians love it and can relate to the absurdities. It tends to be mentioned to be mentioned as a tour bus favorite. Anyway, throughout the film, the band is dogged for the misogynistic artwork submitted for their album, Smell the Glove, right? And when... They discuss the success of fellow artists with an equally sexist cover. They acknowledge that there is indeed a fine line between clever and stupid. Harry flirted with a paraphrasing of that during the Crosswalk musical as well. So there you go. I think Harry is a fan of the movie and is including a nod to it with his artwork. Keep up the great work, Tommy. Um, There's a reason I don't read emails. I like, (laughs) I cannot get a flow of sentences the first time I read it. And like, I get partway through and realize that like the sentence was not in the correct and then it switches and it, there's no good flow. My brain doesn't work like that.
1: You did great. Thank you. I feel like when I'm doing episodes that I'm hosting, I like want you to read things so then it's not just like me talking for like
0: 75%
2: You're so much better at it. See, like if I practiced reading it, then I'd be like, oh, right. this is where the sentence goes. But like, I should have told
1: you ahead of time.
2: Oh, you know, that's okay. I hope everyone still understood it despite the tone of my voice and the fluctuation (laughs) not being correct I think it made it totally made sense
1: so yeah this was a really fun email to get we talked about this email a little bit uh, last week me and Caitlin Um, and you haven't seen spinal Tap still right
2: no um as much as I love this email I was ready to discuss it with Lucia to understand it more because I didn't know a lot of the stuff that was being discussed here
1: yeah so I haven't seen spinal Tap in a long time Um, But I definitely remember it very, very, like vividly when I watched it. I probably watched it as a teenager. Um, But if anyone's familiar with um, like Best in Show, it's a very similar um, style to that. So uh, Christopher Guest um, was the director of Best in Show and he actually starred in Spinal Tap. Um, And... Yeah, it's really funny. It's like if if anyone's not familiar with what a mockumentary is, it's like it's filmed as a documentary, but it's all fake and it's like comedy. Mm -hmm. So it's like very stupid and and silly, (laughs) but it's like (laughs) filmed like it's like The Office. (laughs) Actually, The Office is a good (laughs) example. I think The Office is like a mockumentary kind of TV show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that um, Tommy is probably correct here because it does seem like this was something that Harry would be aware of um, and the kind of connections he made make sense. Um, the scene in the movie where they talk about the album cover um, for Smell the Glove <laughs> um, or one of the scenes are talking about it, um, they're talking about, like, this the other artist who had a lot of success with, with his cover, um, and they were talking about how there's, like, all these women around him, and he's naked and, like, tied down, and I think, like, being whipped or something, and the band is like, that's way worse than ours, um, and then I think it's their manager or, or something who says, um, but the singer is the victim, not the woman, so it's okay, and then mm-hmm. the singer says, oh, there's a fine line between stupid and clever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then, yeah, Harry in the Crosswalk Musical um, said when, I think it was right before they did Watermelon Sugar, he said that was amazing, can't believe I ever doubted James you know, it's a fine line between insanity and genius, but I'm beginning to think that James might just be a genius and then James says, hey, come on, what are you doing we're on again in five, quick and then Harry <laughs> says, like I said, it's a fine line <laughs> <laughs> So, like, it could just be a coincidence but I feel like mm-hmm it's very possible that it was more of a direct reference
2: mm-hmm. and and also like all the people who worked with Harry like they're also influencing the album so totally if it not is not coming directly from Harry like it could be coming from other um, very established people in the music business who are also creating the album
1: yeah yeah definitely and the, the whole like glove gloved hand on the cover it is like an odd choice <clears throat> mm-hmm. um so yeah but this is a really cool email to get so that thank you so for sending good. it tommy yeah i love like our diversity of listeners me too i feel like we often get emails or like inquiries from people and who say like i, I know i'm not so the same. normal <laughs> Yeah, fan. everyone. but actually you are because the normal one yeah yeah because most people who email us like say that so like yeah yeah, I think we yeah. just have, I mean, Harry in general, I think has like a pretty diverse fan base.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Write in if you guys think you're not the normal listener and we'll, yes, we'll like, I don't know, we should do something where everyone's like we do like, um, what's it called? Like demographics yeah I'd be like you're not the normal listener well look at all these non-normal listeners <laughs>
1: uh-huh i know i'm so intrigued by demographics i often will look at our soundcloud stats because mm-hmm. it tells you like what where listeners are from
0: yeah and
1: i'm always like very very fascinated by all of that
2: yeah well thank you so much tommy for this this was really yes. great yeah it was really great to much get. appreciated all that insight mm-hmm.
1: yes and i'm glad my big star mention. um that someone knew <laughs> who <knew> they were. Because <laughs> it went right over my head. <laughs> well, similarly, sometimes I feel like when I make references, I'm like, is this, is this like relevant to, to the, the, our audience? But obviously it is. So yeah. great to know. Okay. Getting into our main discussion for today, uh, Niall put out a song called Put a Little Love on Me on December 6th. It was written by Mike Needle, Daniel Breyer, ooh, Daniel Breyer. <laughs> Jamie Scott and Niall Horan Uh, it was produced by Daniel Breyer and Jamie Scott and the strings were produced by Greg Kirsten and we actually first heard a little bit of this song back in September we got a brief clip I think it was like 15 or 20 seconds maybe of Niall performing this song at an event for his label and there was a couple people who were there who um, tweeted about it um, and then fast forward to December 4th, uh, Niall tweeted a teaser clip of the song with a phone number that if you called, you'd hear a clip of the song and uh, the clip that you would hear was like, it seemed like it was kind of from a writing session of the song. They weren't like actually singing it all the way through. Um, it sounded like it was kind of still in process, um, but that was really fun. I love stuff like that especially like the phone number thing niall's been doing that a lot and i think it's really fun Mm -hmm. and then on um on december 5th he said the song i'm releasing tonight at midnight est is one of my favorite songs i've written and a song very special to me hope you love it um and then he tweeted a couple more things on release day that i'll read First, he said, not long now. Put a Little Love on Me is out in a couple of hours. Just wanted to release this song because I feel like it deserves to be released and I want you to have it now. Please enjoy. I'm jet lagged out of my mind, but I couldn't not stay up to see your reaction to the song. I love this song and I'm glad it's yours now. Can't wait to play it live on tour for you. Put a Little Love on Me is out now. I recorded this song a number of times, but always kept coming back to the original demo. So I ended up using that for the final track. And then uh, a fan had replied and asked more specifics about that. And he replied and said, I recorded Put a Little Love on Me in a few different ways, recorded different vocals, tried different productions with different people. But I just kept going back to the day one demo. First vocal and first piano pass is what you hear now. Um, So I loved getting that little insight into the song kind of right away yeah Um,
2: he spoke so much about it i love that about now he's clearly so passionate about like his work and Mm -hmm. he lets fans into understanding that it almost feels like because he can't help himself yeah he's just so (laughs) excited about it just like bubbles out of him
1: totally yeah so uh when did you first listen to this song do you remember your listening experience or what your initial thoughts were
2: Um, let me think back to two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think I want, okay, so this was the day Harry's album also came out.
1: Yes, it was a album.
2: day. Liam's album.
1: It was Liam's album and, um,
2: I think Adore You. Yes. Okay. That's okay. Um, I think I listened to it in the car, I want to say. I feel like I listened Mm. to all of these songs in the car, like all the newer songs. Like I would wait until I was on my way to work and i played it i think maybe i uh-huh. don't know for sure though yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but uh i just remember being really really excited about it i hadn't listened to that first clip but i've now since going gone back and called the phone number listened to that clip which was fun um, huh. but i like didn't want to spoil it for myself right um but i think i listened to the other clip i don't really know i'm this is like me just rambling now but (laughs) i really liked it and like i was so excited his voice sounded so pure and raw and yeah um i'm not sure if those are opposites but in terms of vocal but (laughs) i mean it was like it wasn't as it was like he did use the demo and i liked that i liked i feel Mm -hmm. like his voice was so strong and you could hear it and it wasn't like overproduced um which i really liked right off the bat um, mm-hmm. and it just felt like another classic Nile, like, uh, sad ballad, mm-hmm. with, like beautiful strings, beautiful vocals. Um, and it definitely got me excited for what, what else we're going to see on his album. It felt like a step up from his last album. Hmm. Yeah. Like growth. Yeah. I heard a few people say that they thought
1: this was his best so far, um, mm-hmm. like his best song. I think it it I think a lot of people really liked it. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting that he released it in this way. Um, he kind of released it not so much as like a a promotional single, like I mean, obviously it is, but there wasn't like a whole lot of lead up to it. Um, yeah, he kind of and he kind of said that in his tweet, like I just wanted to release this out in the world because it deserves to be out in the world, and I want you to have it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and he was gonna perform it the following week, so yes, nice to, like on SNL. So it was nice to get the studio mm-hmm. version first.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we got um, we've had a few performances of it so far. Um, he did a live vivo performance, which it was him, a keyboardist and a, a violinist, and uh, it was like live, but also like in a studio. So, mm-hmm. like live studio version, <laughs> and then he performed it on SNL, and he also performed it at Capital Jingle Ball. Um, he's done a few of those. At one of them, he said when he performed before he performed the song, he said, "Please, if you know it, sing along. If you don't, don't try, because when people start mumbling, it sounds like a big bag of cats and not very nice." <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't wait to see the level of grump Niall uh, gets to as he ages.
2: <laughs> yes, oh my goodness. Ed Sheeran always says, if you don't know it, mumble along and pick out your own lyrics and do what oh, you wow. want because you can just sing and say what you want. I always like, you sound like a big bag of cats. <laughs> How rude, Niall. Rude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the, the live performances sort of as we talk about the, the song. Um, but Niall has said a couple of things about this song. So he spoke to um, The Sun back in September. I guess someone uh, from there attended the, the listening session um, for his label. And he said, it wouldn't be my album if it didn't have a sad, sad, sad ballad on it. This could potentially be my favorite song I've ever written. I would just gone through a breakup, and it was all very real. It was very easy to sit down at the piano and speak and see what happens. Um, and then on asking Adele's producer, Greg Kirsten, to work on it, he added, When I gave him this song and asked him to produce it, I said, Adele the sh- out of this. <laughs> 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 Which I feel like he did.
2: Yeah. And he's worked with Greg Kirsten before, too, on his last album. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of the songs that I'll reference later is is Niall's song, Too Much to Ask, because um, I feel like there's some connections. So and, many
2: connections.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and Greg Kirsten um, produced that song as well. Um, and also Jamie Scott wrote on that song, and he also wrote on this song. Um, and yeah, so Greg Kirsten's worked with Adele a lot, and also Jamie Scott has actually written for Adele. Although I think none of the songs he's written with her have actually made her albums (laughs) um but he's written for a lot of people um and then lastly um Niall did a live stream on December 7th it was quite a long live stream I think it might have been like an hour long on Um, Instagram yeah wow Yeah. But it's up on YouTube. Um, If you're on our Patreon, you can look at like our Google Doc um, when we plan the episode and I put a link in there. If you're not, you can just search it on YouTube. I think if you search live stream, put a little love on me, it'll come up. Um, But if you go to 3.30 in the live stream, you can hear him playing this song and he's actually playing it in a higher key and he said um i actually wrote that song in c and right now that's the only key i know how to play it in because i don't know how to play the piano i'm going to have to learn it cuz i wrote the song in c and then recorded it a full tone down and i don't know how to play it in that key
2: <laughs> <laughs> interesting why would he why wouldn't he record it in the one that he like why do you think he went down down to another key
1: yeah so, so I can't say for sure, but my um, assumption would be that his voice sounds better in the lower key. Mm-hmm. So when he's playing it in C major, which is the, the key that he wrote it in, um, it's higher. So he sings the whole thing a lot higher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the chorus specifically is quite, is quite high. And um, the studio version or like the recorded version of the song is played in B flat major. I know this thanks to Bite Size Piano on YouTube. She has like a tutorial and that's where Mm -hmm. I found that information. I didn't just know that, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the B-flat major key, um, it's lower and so he sings the whole song lower. And I think it's really, especially the chorus bit, it's like really the sweet spot of Niall's voice. Mm. um like i think everyone hears this song and just like oh my god niall sounds so incredible and i think it's because like this key is like his perfect key like he just sounds Mm. so good i think the c major key he just didn't sound as good because it was like much higher
2: so in the live stream was he singing it in the c
1: he was yeah yeah i'm
2: gonna have to go listen to that
1: oh yeah yeah definitely yeah i found that really interesting um and, yeah, it was just fun to to see his kind of process. Um, and it's really interesting seeing, like, why it's important and why it's, like, nice for, like, artists to work with, like, other artists and, like, musicians. Because obviously if Niall was just, like, on his own, he's like, I, like, this is the only key I know how to play this song mm-hmm. in. And he doesn't yeah. have, like, the music theory knowledge to, like, um, figure out what the piano part would be. Like a, a right. full tone down, um, but obviously he's working with all these musicians, so they were probably like, "Oh, I think it would sound better in this key," and then they just play it and then yeah. figure it out.
2: I wish I even understood what keys were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's basically like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something that you could under like I understand it kind of intrinsically. Like if I hear different keys, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." But I don't know if that's because of like my like my musical ear from my upbringing or if mm-hmm. if that's the same way for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you can go like on YouTube. You should actually do this after you record. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. go on YouTube and you can search like C major scale mm-hmm. and then you'll hear people will play the C major scale, which is like, I don't know, eight notes. Mm-hmm. And then you can search B flat major scale and mm-hmm. hear that. And you can, like, tell the difference of, like, where you would sing this song in each key.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or you could actually do, do it with Niall's song. If you go to the live stream to 3.30 and you listen to Nile play the song in C major, like, you can hear mm-hmm. the piano chords and then automatically you'll want to sing it in that key. Listen to the the studio version you'll hear the piano chords in B flat major and you'll automatically sing it in the right key
0: we fight we get high holding on to love we came down because there was nothing holding us
1: unless you have like really
0: bad Pitch, I guess.
2: <laughs> we don't know. With me, my sister will always be like, "You just switch keys halfway through the song." Like, oh, really? You, <laughs> you just started in a completely different key. Oh, like, so okay, funny. well, I
0: didn't grow up playing piano, so excuse me. <laughs>
1: So getting into the lyrics of the song, first we have the title, which is Put a Little Love on Me.
2: And Caitlin, what are your thoughts on the title? So I have two thoughts. One is that it's quite unique because the lyrics are unique themselves and it's not really a title I've seen before. A lot of titles you Mm -hmm. see are titles you've seen in multiple songs but if you were to like look up the song put a little love on me it would be pretty specific which song you were talking about which is mm-hmm. cool um and then my other thought is that i always wonder when an artist decides which letters in the words like in the title to capitalize because oh. in like general when you're writing titles you wouldn't capitalize like a Right. or um, like of or different words like the depending um, and I'm always curious because sometimes artists do capitalize those little words and sometimes they don't and I wonder if they like write them all the different ways and then decide which way they like the most uh-huh. so Nile did not capitalize the a but he did capitalize on and I'm not sure if on's one of those ones that you don't capitalize but I feel like it could be. That's so interesting. I need to go look at. And where are you? Where is? Where are you looking at this? Um. Like his official on like iTunes, the way he capitalized it.
1: Oh. Put that's, a little
2: love on me. The A is not capitalized. That's
1: so interesting because in Spotify it is. Oh my
2: goodness. <laughs> well
1: then. Well, let me look it up in Apple Music. I want to see. <clears throat> oh, oh yeah. We
2: need... We would need his, um, like, his actual, what's printed, I think, on the album. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. has he tweeted it or something?
1: Yeah, put a little love on me with the A is lowercase on iTunes, but in Spotify, it's it's all uppercase.
2: What a bunch of crap. That's so, so funny. then I don't know what it is. I'm trying to scroll through his Twitter to see. But, like, sometimes they mix it up. But, like, there was mm-hmm. definitely an official one, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like with Harry, sometimes he does them all in caps for a lot of the fine line stuff. So I'm like, yeah. like I think all his lyrics and stuff are all in caps when you look at
0: on mm-hmm. that album.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that like, oh, here, Niall, put a little love on me lyric video out. He only capitalized the P, so that's not helpful. Interesting. Um, so anyway, yeah, I guess that now bothers me that it's different on both yeah. websites. <laughs> And I would like to see some consistency across (laughs) (laughs) streaming so that Mm. I can actually know because I feel like it does make a difference. It totally does. Well, especially with
1: like when, when, um, when, remember when Zayn's first album came out and all the titles were like random letters were
2: capitalized. Exactly. That's so annoying. We'll find out
1: when we get the actual physical album.
2: Yeah, uh, like in a hashtag he used, he capitalized the A, but that doesn't mean a lot. And then yeah. Capital Records capitalized the A. Hmm. Uh, Niall capitalized the A on his actual tweet. So yeah. I'm unclear. So that's annoying then that Apple Music is mm-hmm. like changing things.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Do you all. have a
1: preference? Do you like the, all, um, all the words being capitalized?
2: I don't know. I don't think in this case I necessarily do. Maybe I like all of them capitalized. Mm. Um, but it really depends on the title and like mm-hmm. um what I think it looks like and what it does for it. If mm-hmm. there's like if you're singing the song and um maybe if it's an of, typically I wouldn't say capitalize that, but mm-hmm. maybe in the song the way that the tone, like, intonation goes, there's a big emphasis on the word of, and, like, maybe that's the key word, so it would make sense to be capitalized. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess it depends on the context.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So moving into the song, we um open with a piano, and there's also some kind of ambient keyboard noise that later I describe it as a space noise when it gets louder
2: oh I love when we describe things as space noises it's the best
1: (laughs) so there's a little bit of that going on in the background um, but it's mostly just the piano and I love that we know that the first piano pass is what we hear because you can really hear so I think again I can't say this with 100 percent accuracy because I don't know but it sounds to me like you can hear the piano pedal um, in the Ooh. song, especially in the beginning when he's not singing and you can only hear the piano. If you're listening with headphones, you can definitely hear it. I can't be sure that it's the piano pedal, but it really sounds like it is, um, mm. which I love. Like it, it yeah. reminds you of like or it reminds me of like when you're listening to someone play a piano like in the living room and you can like right. hear the pedal because it's, very, it's yeah. quite loud, you know. um it has that kind of like like loud sound Mm -hmm. and I love that you can kind of hear that in this song I don't know if that was intentional or not but I think it, it is really pretty and it adds a lot to the song for me
2: I mean i didn't notice that but that's something i t- totally would think is awesome mm-hmm. like i love when you can actually it sounds like they're playing a real instrument rather than exactly um, using an electronic um version of an instrument
1: yeah yeah exactly i also really like the rhythm of the piano in this song um whatever it is i just mm-hmm. i really enjoy it <laughs> um Mm-hmm. And then the lyrics of the first verse are, we fight, we get high, holdin' on to love. We came down cause there was nothing holdin' us. Is it wrong that I still wonder where you are? Is it wrong that I still don't know my heart? Um, what are your thoughts on this verse, Caitlin?
2: Um, I think right away Niall's voice sounds so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> these notes because you we are gonna record this a couple weeks ago. It'll be that um, me trying to figure out what I meant by things. Oh but, yeah, um, this one <laughs> this one time. makes sense. But <laughs> it's just kind of a, it's kind of a general note I said about his voice. You can hear all the parts which I love. So like, <laughs> just you can you can hear all the bits of his voice. It's not smoothed over like yeah. Um, it just sounds really. I don't know you can like it feels like you're right there with him um yeah and he's putting so much emotion into it Mm -hmm. so i love that Mm -hmm. um and then in terms of the lyrics of this um it kind of reminded me in this first part about the song long way down um Mm. on made in the am where uh and also Nile song, um, Paper Houses. Yeah. Where it's about the building up of a relationship and then it sort of collapsing and falling down. It's like you're build up so high on emotion. Right. Um, whether that's like positive or like fighting, and then it like kind of collapses. So mm-hmm. it just was brought it reminded me of those two songs. Mm-hmm. Um and then I really like the questioning sort of at the end i thought i think it's a cool tool to use um these like personal questions in songs um he's just kind of asking he's like questioning himself Mm -hmm. like trying to understand whether his emotions are okay that he's feeling this way like is it okay to still be like wondering where this other person is or should he like be over it by now yeah um um and he's sort of trying to figure himself out too mm-hmm. uh I think I think that makes this song like it's not just about a relationship it's about finding your identity when a relationship ends and like understanding yourself um yeah and yeah. then I yeah yeah and then there's also parallels to too much to ask as well here that uh I see but um hmm In the first verse, you see some parallels? Yeah, that's what I put it. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, I think, I think it's uh, the, the part in Too Much to Ask, I wrote down the, um, the lyrics, because this is him sort of questioning whether or not he's allowed to feel the way he's feeling, Mm -hmm. and in Too Much to Ask, he says, um um he's kind of he's in he's saying my shadow's dancing without you for the first time my heart is hoping you'll walk right in tonight tell me there are things that you regret because if i'm being honest i ain't over you yet mm-hmm. so he's kind of in that song he's like is it too much to ask t- for you to also feel this way is it okay that i'm feeling this way like mm-hmm. i'm not over you like i hope someone else feels this way it's like normal that like i'm in this headspace so yeah. i guess it's that same sort of like questioning if his reaction to the end of the relationship is like normal and if the yes. other person feels that way and if it's okay for him to feeling to still be feeling sad and lost a bit.
1: Right. Yeah, I feel like this is a theme in a lot of his his music because the, the song that I thought of when I heard this first verse was This Town. Mm. Um, the bridge of this town is, and I know that it's wrong, that I can't move on, but there's something about you.
2: Um, oh, Niall, which it's is okay. <laughs>
1: same kind of sentiment. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like waking up to kiss you and nobody's there. The smell of your perfume still stuck in the air. I want to tell you everything. The words I never got to say the first time around. So it's kind of a same, a similar feeling of like mm-hmm. um, that, like the relationship's over, but he's still kind of in it. Yeah, um, and that questioning, as you said, um, like. Yeah, is it wrong that I still wonder where you are in this song? And then I know that it's wrong that I can't move on in this town. Mm
2: -hmm. So similar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I also really love his voice in this song. I think, however, they did the recording of it was like really perfect. Um, We know since he talked about it that this was also the first vocal pass. And it sounds like they kind of... They did, like, a demo of it with, like, this piano and this vocal and then met with a bunch of different people and, like, messed around with it a ton to, like, make it better. But then he kept going back to the first one. And I'm so glad that Mm -hmm. he did that (laughs) because I think the first vocal – like, this vocals – these vocals are, like, so beautiful. Yeah. Um, The – so the first verse he sings in a really low, um, like, octave and it sounds really good on the studio recording, but it's like a little iffy on the live versions. Mm. so like when he did the SNL performance, um, he definitely seemed to struggle on this first verse um, he wasn't like totally on on key the whole time but then once he like got into the pre-chorus he sounded amazing. Um, but mm-hmm. it's because this this first verse is so so low. <laughs> Um, right. It's like impossible for me to to sing it. Um, I wanted to try to sing it, <laughs> sing it <laughs> to sing like it. give you an example, but I have to like play the beginning of the song to get the key. Hold on. Um. So it's like we fight, we get high, holding on to love. <laughs>
2: That was that's, so good. That's how low it is. That's I
1: like literally twice. can't sing it.
2: You <laughs> sung it perfectly. <laughs> my God. I mean I
1: might have been on on key, but it didn't I don't think it sounded good. <laughs> no, is it did it sound wrong really good. That I still don't know my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really hard to sing so it's
2: so low interesting
1: choice that he made because he has to sing this live on tour now yeah Um,
2: (laughs) maybe he'll change it for tour well
1: so the second verse he sings it's the same notes it's just an octave higher and it's like way easier Mm -hmm. for him to sing so he could easily Mm -hmm. just start singing the first verse an octave higher and it would still be the same notes and still sound good right Um, but i do love the low singing i think it's beautiful it's just very very challenging (laughs) yeah to do live Um, Moving on to the pre-chorus. Do you want to read that for us?
2: Sure. Are you all dressed up but with nowhere to go? Are your tears falling down when the lights are low? Another Friday night trying to put on a show. Do you hate the weekend because nobody's calling? I've still got so much love hidden beneath this skin. So darling. Look how much better I am at reading it when I know... What is coming? Yeah. Wow, you are. I'll set you up for success next time. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I really love this pre-chorus. I think this is where the song starts to like really catch me. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes from that really, really low um vocals to the "Are you all dressed up?" and it just it has this like rising, like circling quality. Yeah. Um, it is such like a like a dancing song, like. When you hear it, mm-hmm. you can kind of picture someone doing some kind of, like, lyrical or, like, ballet dancing.
0: Even yeah. I feel like
1: before before even the video was out or before I even saw the video, I feel like that just kind of came into my mind because it just has that mm-hmm. that kind of soaring quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Are You All Dressed Up melody is, like, definitely one of my favorite bits. I think it's so pretty. Yeah, um, And then a couple of, like, vocal things he does here or, like, the way he sings certain words um, – particularly low like when he says um when the lights are low and then also when he says beneath the skin he does these like really pretty um it's just like a really pretty way of singing those words Mm -hmm. um
2: yeah i feel like he really does um unique vocal things in this mm -hmm. song it's not it doesn't follow necessarily like the same pattern every time
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like the way he sings low is, like, my favorite part of the song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just so pretty. Um, I
2: love that also when he's singing, you can hear his breathing.
0: Mm. I feel like
2: that makes it very intimate. Like, I can hear when he's taking breaths. And I know in a lot of studio recordings, they take that out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I mean, when I'm editing the episodes and I am happen to be editing near a breath, I'll often take it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I like hearing that. I like the breathing. I like feeling right. like the person is actually singing it live where they have to breathe it's not just like I don't know that's not just cut out so I like that
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely I feel like the um I've still got so much love hidden beneath this skin reminded me of mirrors when he sings mm. she feels her skin touch the floor
2: yes I still can't not think of a snake shedding skin when I, I think of that one.
1: Me neither. But the when I heard that line, I kind of thought of that because it is kind of odd, mm-hmm. an odd phrasing, um, hidden beneath this skin. Yeah. Um, definitely made me think of that, that other yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what are your th- other thoughts on
2: the um, so. The meaning of these lyrics, uh, I mean, another Friday night trying to put on a show, I took it as a double meaning either like actually performing and like having to get on stage um, when you're like not feeling so great and having to put on a show, but or just like if you're just going out with your friends and you're just trying to like put up a facade that you're, you know, in a good headspace when really you're not. Um, So either way, if it's a concert or just like it's a Friday night out with people and mm-hmm. you're trying to put on a show and say that you're okay. Right. Um, I really love the line. Do you hate the weekend? Cause nobody's calling. I feel like yeah. it's such a vulnerable line. Yeah. Um, because it really shows, you know, while he's asking the other person if they hate the weekend because no one's calling, it's really him talking about yes. how he is also feeling really lonely on the weekends because I think, I mean, I relate to this. During the week, you're kind of like, go, 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 going to work. Well, at least for the like my week is like that. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I'm like, okay, I just want to like rest and watch TV. And then on the weekend, it's like, there's so much time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. besides boring chores and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I related to it and I like it. It was quite a vulnerable line. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. The,
1: the kind of double meaning of it, where as you said, he's singing to another person, but it's obvious that he's also singing from his own perspective, um, yeah. or maybe he's only singing pr- from his own perspective, but kind of pretending or hoping that the other person maybe feels the same way, yeah, um, so that he's not like alone in his sadness or exactly. his like grief of the relationship, yeah, um, and the yeah, are you all all dressed up with nowhere to go, um, is like a sad image um
2: how many other people have gotten dressed up on a Friday night or something and just like done your makeup and looked all pretty <laughs> and you're not actually going anywhere I mean but sometimes that's fun <laughs> yeah sometimes it's so fun usually for me it's not like a sad thing yeah. But I guess again, it's more relatable.
1: like if you like are supposed to go somewhere you're like trying to go out yeah. and then you're like oh actually I have nowhere to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> anything else about the pre-chorus
2: um no okay i think well actually yes <laughs> this this sort of <laughs> you start to see this bubbling of his love underneath his skin that like he really wants to give back to this person mm. um like he's like hold he's still got all this love and he like doesn't know where to go and i feel like it's gonna i have more to say as we keep going through the song mm-hmm. so that's just me noting that mm-hmm. yeah um so
1: then we get to the chorus which is put a little love on me put a little love on me when the lights come up and there's no shadows dancing i look around as my heart is collapsing because you're the only one i need so put a little love on me um i love the melody of this chorus so much um i feel like particularly the Cause you're the only one I need. When he start when he sings that line, the like chords change to like this different minor chord, and I just I don't know, I think it's really nice.
0: I look around as my heart is collapsing Cause you're the only one I, need.
1: I love the the gentle kind of tambourine sound in the background. I I can't be sure that it's tambourine, but it kind of sounds like that, and it's really, really soft. There's not really, like, drums in this song, but it does sound like there is maybe, like, a soft kick drum and, like, this soft little tambourine. Um, And then there's the more direct reference here to Too Much To Ask, uh, which, again, was also um, written, produced with Jamie Scott and Greg Kirsten. Uh, The lyrics to that song are... My shadow's dancing without you for the first time. My heart is hoping you'll walk right in tonight. Tell me there are things that you regret, because if I'm being honest, I ain't over you yet. It's all I'm asking. Is it too much to ask? So we have that direct reference of, in this song, him saying when the lights come up and there's no shadows dancing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I find it interesting that he's doing a direct call. The songs are so thematically this like mm-hmm. similar i love i love that he's like referencing his own stuff yeah i like that that builds like a body of work for an artist where they can yeah like as someone who is a, a special thing for someone who really knows the music they can draw those comparisons versus Definitely. if this was a versus if this was a single and just someone on the radio heard it they wouldn't get that sort of deeper look right. into this parallel he's drawing it's like Maybe it was two different relationships, but he's still feeling the same way or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And I feel like at least for me personally, I love that line so much in Too Much to Ask the, Mm -hmm. um, my shadow's dancing without you for the first time. Like that is like very much ingrained in me because I just love that, that lyric and that the melody of the lyric. Um, so hearing this kind of makes me think of that and it's, it's like a nice connection um, he also has in mm-hmm. this town, he says, yesterday I thought I saw your shadow running around.
2: Niall really loves the shadow. Yeah. My goodness.
1: Well, it's interesting too because I feel like this was really driven home more after watching the music video, which we'll talk about um, in a little bit. But the kind of, sh- this, this theme of kind of shadows, um, I kind of think of like ghosts and like, a person who's kind of like not really there but like they're kind of there um Mm -hmm. like that idea of like a shadow but like the person isn't there Mm -hmm. um right you can kind of see or feel still like remnants of them Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um the memories are still there
1: yeah yeah um and it's like almost like being in this kind of dark place of like uh like it's dark and you're sad and alone but you're like seeing this shadow of like this person that you like still love and Mm -hmm. like even though it's not real and maybe not healthy it's like still better than like when the lights come up and there's no shadows and you look around and you're he says I look around as my heart is collapsing it kind of makes you think of like I don't know he's in he's in a dark room or something and he's in this like dream world of like the person is still there dancing and then he wakes up mm-hmm. and it's all bright lights and like the sun's out and he like looks around and it's oh. like obvious that he's alone you know
2: yeah the, and he just like his heart cold breaks. light of day oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i love the way he sings my heart is collapsing I yeah it feels so heavy with emotion and just the the accent of his voice and the tone Mm -hmm. i really really like it yeah yeah and then also similarly to how i
1: talked about him saying um when the lights are low and beneath the skin um on the chorus he says when he says you're the only one i need uh, i love the Mm -hmm. way he says that too it's almost like one I need is one word. He kind of sings it like one on mm. one I need. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's really, really pretty, and
2: I love it. And all the trills, like yes. all the trills on these one words. Yeah, is that what it's called? Need, or whatever he does. Like I this, don't know. That's what you called it one time. So yeah, I just used your words. I know. Well,
1: that word came into my mind when when I was trying to describe the low. I was like a trill, but then I was like, "Is that right? I can't remember." I don't know. It's like when you sing like, like two or three notes in like one word, mm-hmm. quickly. I think I don't know. I should <laughs> Google that before I say it again.
2: We're gonna define it as that from now on. Music theory with Lucian Caitlin.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll make our, up our, our own version. Stuff. Yes, exactly. Um. Yeah, I also, throughout this whole song, I really was reminded of "Dancing in the Dark" by Bruce Spring- Springsteen. Mm. Um, it's easy to re- to like think of Bruce Springsteen in reference to Niall because Niall's talked about him and is like a fan of his. Um, yeah, but also and covered that song, huh? And covered that song in particular. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, a lot of his music is does remind me of, of Bruce, but specifically this song. Um to Dancing in the Dark. So the lyrics of Dancing in the Dark are, I get up in the evening and I ain't got nothing to say. I come home in the morning. I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. Hey there, baby, I could use just a little help. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. Um, So I, I feel like the Dancing in the Dark obviously kind of makes you think of the, the shadows dancing, mm-hmm. um, especially kind of watching the video, the music video.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then the, hey there baby, I could use just a little help, kind of reminds me of, um, you know, put a little love on me. Yeah. I feel like it's a similar sentiment. Whereas with dancing in the dark, I think is not necessarily about a specific person. It's just kind of like about being lonely in general and put a little love mm-hmm. on me does seem like it's about a specific person i think it's still very similar sentiments
2: yeah good connection yeah anything else for the chorus um once again just i see he's at the end saying he's very much talking to this one person you're the only mm-hmm. one i need to put a lo- little love on me mm-hmm. so he's like wanting this one person in particular to put love on him at this point in the song,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and that changes. So we'll keep going to find out what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you want to read verse two for us? Sure. So verse two is: We wrote and we wrote till there were no more words. We laughed and we cried until we saw our worst. Is it wrong that I still wonder where you are? Is it wrong that I still don't know my heart? So uh Oh yeah you go. What is is what what is oh that's my note. Okay. <laughs> I thought there were more lyrics and I was like, what <laughs> wrote songs together? Wrote letters? I don't remember that line. <laughs> oh, never
1: mind. <laughs> um yeah, so this is the verse where he sings it higher than the first one. Um And it is it is quite high when you hear we wrote and we wrote. um.
0: We wrote and we wrote till there were no more words. We laughed and we cried until we saw our worst. Is it wrong that I still wonder where you are?
1: And this is, I think, where the strings come in a lot stronger, or maybe they come in for the first time. I found that I didn't love the strings on the studio recorded version mm,
2: interesting um
1: but I really love the violin in the live versions like mm-hmm. all the live versions we've seen with the violin yeah. um added I like love it so much I think it's gorgeous but something about mm-hmm. the strings in the the recorded version I don't it's not that I dislike them. But I do – I think I would have preferred if it was, like, a little bit more of, like, just a violin and it had that mm-hmm. more, like, live quality. Because I think what happens is, like, yeah. the strings sound, like, more produced and, like, they were added in mm-hmm. in a more electronic way, if right. that makes sense. They're kind of just, like, yeah, background. Does. Like, like they're not as specific. Yeah. Whereas the – when you listen to the live versions and you hear that violin, it's, like, ooh, it's very, like – Right. It has its own, like, presence.
0: We wrote and we wrote to live with no more words. We laughed and we cried till we saw our worst. Is it wrong that I still wonder where you are? Is it wrong that I still don't know my heart? Lights alone low another Friday night. Trying to put on a show. Do you hate calling i still got so much this skin
2: Although I liked how the um, strings built during the bridge and into the last chorus. I thought mm-hmm. that was really pretty. Yeah,
1: I thought that was pretty too. Um,
2: but I definitely, yeah, the live quality of them Mm -hmm. is significantly different i think of like harry's strings on his album i know i'm always comparing niall (laughs) to harry but like (laughs) this is the one direction podcast Uh so um i just think his strings sound very live all his instruments sound super live Mm -hmm. and i think that's something he pushes for and Mm -hmm. um like thinking of fine line and the strings is just a different quality yeah yeah and i mean you look at adele's
1: music and like when there is strings in her music it it sounds very much like this like it it has that sound so Mm -hmm. it's obviously Mm -hmm. like not a bad choice and people really like it it's just like my personal taste I kind of prefer Mm -hmm. the more sparse um instrument it's like when I have strings I prefer it when it's more like you can pick out it's like one at a time or like you can really pick it out whereas when it's kind of just like general background noise strings I'm like not as into it Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: on a personal level
2: Um but yeah, anything else about this verse? Yeah, so lyrically, we wrote and we wrote till there were no more words. I wonder if this is him and the person he's singing about. Did they write songs together? Yes. Um, did they like write to each other? Was it like writing letters or Mm -hmm. trying to figure things out? Or is he talking about like he wrote with his team of writers and wrote and wrote until there were no more feelings? Mm. Um, I don't really know, yeah. um, but I think it could be any of them. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just I like those little personal tidbits of writing because mm-hmm. we know Niall writes songs. so mm-hmm. um, it makes it personal, which I think helps make people feel connected to songs, to give those little personal tidbits.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought of thought of that when I heard first heard this. I thought it, I thought he was probably singing too another songwriter singing about another songwriter mm-hmm. saying like we wrote and we wrote like songs but it also could be yeah. could be letters definitely and I really like yeah well the till there were no more words like they've written everything to each other like they've written so much right Um, and then I also really like we laughed and we cried until we saw our worst because mm. I feel like you can kind of see that from two angles too it's like uh like we you know we cried till we saw our worst like maybe we made each other cry until like we saw the you know the mm-hmm. worst part parts of ourselves you know cuz we were mm-hmm. fighting or something um, but then it also kind of makes me think like especially cuz he says we laughed until we saw our worst makes me think of like when you really get to know someone and you see their like more like vulnerable side so like your yeah. worst in like a kind of lighthearted way um yeah that makes sense
2: (laughs) yeah and like getting close to someone and you let them see all the
0: bad sides yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah
1: anything else for that verse no okay so then we have pre-chorus number two which is the same as the first pre-chorus except for the last line. So the first pre-chorus, he says, I've still got so much love hidden beneath this skin, so darling. And the second pre-chorus, he says, I've still got so much love hidden beneath this sing- this skin, will someone. Oh, and then it, it's changed. Yeah. And then it goes into the chorus, um, which also is um, the same, except he adds a little hey or a after the first put a little love on me which I love I want to sing it like every time I hear the chorus I want to sing that that little a
2: yeah it feels like such a thing you would do in a concert Mm -hmm. like live I'm ready Mm -hmm. although I have some bad news about that what (laughs) about his concert oh no I (laughs) realized My family is going away over the concert. Oh, no. So my tickets <laughs> will huh? now have to be either be sold or given away.
1: Oh, that's so sad.
2: It's very sad. Wait, so you're not going to go see them at all? Unless I find another venue to go to. Uh, where's your family going? I know. We're going to Florida. Oh. We're recreating a trip we used to take when we were younger. Oh, so cute. it'll be cute we'll see how how well we all get along with each other Yeah. <laughs> uh, but very disappointing and the last yeah. concert i was supposed to go to i also booked a trip over it oh, really which was the julia michaels one when i went to see oh. you <laughs> <laughs> and i missed it oh no so uh, so sad it's like such a money waster because usually you can't get money back for like people who aren't as big as like Harry like you don't get as much right so annoying well it's also a bummer if you won't be able to get to see him yeah I hope you can go to another one but although I'm sure he'll tour like he's gonna do a tour without Louis Capaldi right and then I'll be able to go to that yeah 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 anywho (laughs) back to the song (laughs) um what were you saying Any thoughts on this? The second
1: pre-chorus. Um. Yeah. So
2: just like as I've been saying, he's really throughout the song he's been like saying, "I only want this one person to put love on me." Like I'm missing this one person, and then here he opens it up and he's saying, "Like will someone put a little love on me?" Mm -hmm. Whether or not that's the person he like is missing, it's like he just he needs to feel something. He's got all these like love and emotions in him, and he just like wants to experience some Mm -hmm. sort of love. (laughs) whatever that is and he just it's changes yeah. to someone and i think that's an interesting progression um i don't think it's necessarily yeah. him like moving on just him like having to find a way to like deal with what he's feeling maybe i don't mm-hmm. know Um he's like not picky at this point
0: <laughs> right <laughs>
1: Yeah, I find it int- that really interesting how it starts with "so darlin' and then mm-hmm. "well someone." Um, also, I really love the Nile has a way of using lyrics that sometimes have this kind of old-fashioned yes. sense to them in like a really yeah. sweet way. Um, I can't think of his other songs that um, show this, but in this one, the mm-hmm. word darlin' has that feeling to me and then also the phrase put a little Mm -hmm. love on me um has that kind of sense of being a little bit of an old-fashioned kind of yeah like phrasing um like seeing like like you wouldn't see like uh a teenager say put a little love (laughs) on me (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but I think it it's like really sweet and I I like that he kind of adds those little kind of words and phrases into his music yeah
2: he definitely has that a little old-fashioned gentleman-y style
1: yeah i think it's probably because of the music that Mm -hmm. he's most influenced by um i mean like talking about bruce springsteen but like a lot of the the bands and artists that he really admires Mm -hmm. um are like um from the 80s 70s and 80s so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that that would kind of be a part of his music yeah so then we have the bridge do you want to read
2: the bridge sure last night i lay awake stuck on the things we say and when i close my eyes the first thing i hear you say is and then you can read the la- the chorus too because i feel like they're very related put a little love on me a eh? put a little love on me when the lights come up we're the only ones dancing. I look around, and you're standing there asking. You say, you're the only one I need, so put your love on me. You're the only one I need, put your love on me.
0: Beautiful.
1: Okay. Before the bridge starts is when you hear the uh, space mm, noise. The build.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it is. it's like that keyboard sound. It sounds like a, like a drop of water, mm-hmm. like a space noise. I don't know. I really like it. Um, but yeah, so here we have this bridge, and then it kind of goes into the chorus where he's saying, and when I close my eyes, the first thing I hear you say is put a little love on me. So now it's kind of switching, whereas before he was alone, talking about this person, wishing they were there, now he's like kind of saying they are there and... and the other person is now saying mm-hmm. to him, put a little love on it's me. It's like he's
2: dreaming it up. Yeah. He says when he closes exactly. his eyes. yeah. Like, when he goes to sleep, he lays awake. Last mm-hmm. night, I lay awake thinking about the stuff that they talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes when you're thinking about things, it ends up in your dreams. And then he dreams yeah. about the person, like, wanting him back.
0: Yeah,
1: and in his dream, like, whereas before... He would be, you know, sleeping and then he would wake up or the lights would come up and there, you know, his heart would be collapsing. There's no shadows dancing. But in his dream, the lights come up and they're the Mm -hmm. only ones dancing. And he looks around and the person's there asking and telling him, you're the only one I need. That's sad.
2: (laughs) It is so sad. (laughs)
1: It's like one of those things where when you, I mean, obviously it's a sad song, but when you're listening to it, I don't think that like hits, or at least for me it doesn't really hit me that hard like when I'm listening to mm-hmm. this ending bit because it almost you can almost miss the the fact that he's dreaming right if you're just kind right, of listening yeah. absent mindedly it's like all of a sudden oh the person's back like oh now they're together right. um, but then when but you actually no. listen it's like no he's still so alone. sad yeah I
2: love throughout this whole bit um I felt like the music and the strings really were in harmony with Niall's voice. Like Mm. the music cuts out and it builds nicely. Um, And like the strings billow when he says, when the lights come up and it sort of follows his emotions. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, I just, I like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I really love the end, like, he says, um, you say you're the only one I need, so put your love on me. And then there's like a little pause. And then he says it again. But you can hear that kind of sound of the, either it's the piano pedal or it's like a, a soft kick drum maybe at the end. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, but I really like that kind of soft ending.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the strings song. get quite low at the end too, which I liked.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, so that's the whole song. Woo. I think this is definitely – it's definitely one of my favorite Nile songs. Um, It's definitely one of my favorite songs that's come out recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I've definitely found myself listening to it a lot. It's nice to sing. I think I mentioned this in another episode, but it's a song that, like, is really easy to harmonize with. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of natural places where you can kind of, like, add harmonies. It is, like, a really fun song to kind of sing Um, I'd love to, like, actually learn to play it on piano and stuff.
0: Mm. Um,
1: But do you want to go into talking about the music video? Sure. So the music video, uh, I think, was released, like, the same day as the song. Um, I always listen to the song first on its own, and then I watch the video after. So I can't exactly remember when it came out. But um, it was directed by Cameron Busby, produced by James Sibio, and the dancer in the video, is um suvi Honkinen. um i think she's finnish um they also have a lyric video uh the lyric video is like the music video but like kind of chopped up into these little like squares like a kind of grid situation um but when did you first watch the music video or like do you remember your initial reactions to it
2: um, I watched it definitely after I heard the song. I usually mm-hmm. do that, too, <clears throat> where I listen to the song first without the music video. Um, I think my initial reaction was that I was a little disappointed that they didn't utilize the dancer in the way that I think they could have, because really? I'm, I know dance very well because I did it my whole life, right. so um, I, like, know the, the choreography was pretty basic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and clearly she was an excellent dancer. So I had mm-hmm. wished that they had done more than just kind of um the more basic things that they did. But for someone who like doesn't know dance very well, they might not pick up on that and um like I liked like how it was set with Niall on the piano and her there in the mirrors. Like it was very pretty. I just wished mm-hmm. that they had done more because she clearly was very talented. Mm-hmm. Um I just I wish the choreography was more intense. Yeah, but that was just coming from someone who's like done done a lot of dance in her life. So
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The dancer, um, Suvi, One of the things that bo- always bothers me is when stuff comes out and the the like artists involved aren't uh, mentioned. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like when have, I watch like this an end credit or
2: something. Yeah,
1: because when I watch this video. Um, and I've never done, like, ballet or, like, any kind of, like, serious dancing. So I obviously have less of a discerning eye. But I just thought she was so incredibly gorgeous. And, yeah. like, her movements. I mean, movements, she was so like, good.
2: It, she was so good. I was
1: really, like, blown away by her and, like, so enthralled. And I immediately was like, oh, who is this? Couldn't find it right. anywhere. Eventually, I, like, tweeted. And then um, one of our listeners and friend, Steph told me who she was it's on um, imdb but like it's weird that niall would like make this video and then not be like shout out to the, like kick-ass yeah. dancer suvi for being in I my know, video like, on,
2: even on twitter or something
1: <laughs> yeah and it's possible that they like didn't actually meet because the way it's filmed like they could have been in doing it at separate times yeah or something still but still it seems weird and it just bothers me when that happens it's happened before with like I don't know, people who do, like, animations or, like, um, I remember it happened in Zane's music video where there was these two actors, uh, I think it was the video for Satisfaction, and there were these two, like, incredible actors in the video, and it was, like, I had to, like, dig up their names.
2: <laughs> yeah. So annoying.
1: Yeah. But, um, but yeah, personally, I love this video. I thought it was perfect. I think it's, like, my favorite Nile music video. hmm Um, Again, because I have less of a discerning eye for this kind of dance, I didn't, like, notice that the choreography was basic. I really liked the simplicity of it, and I Mm -hmm. feel like she added so much in, like, her emotions and, like, the Mm -hmm. way she kind of stood and, like, moved, like, really, um, like, embodied the song, like, the lyrics Mm -hmm. and the music. Um, And I feel like this is one of those videos at least for me, that actually added to the song
0: in, mm-hmm. like, a really
1: big way. Like, sometimes you see a music video and it's just, like, silly or fun, um, or you see a music video and it's, like, has nothing to do with this the song, like, Adore You, <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> obviously, I love that video, but it didn't really have anything to do with the the song itself. But this video, I feel like, really added a lot to the song for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it kind of visualizes a lot of the sentiments in the lyrics of, like, this dancer is... So you you have these shots of her shadow um, on the floor, kind of while she's dancing. So it's, like, literally a shadow dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and while Niall's sitting at the piano, she's kind of, like, dancing all around him. Um, they're not making actual contact, but she's, like you know, kind of circling him, dancing around him. And then they're both in these scenes where there's these, like, mirrors. So Niall's standing in front of the mirrors, and then she's standing in front of the mirrors, and it almost seems like a, like, parallel universe situation. Yeah. Um, and then there's another scene where there's, like, a screen. Um. So the first shot is, like, Niall standing in front of this screen. You see the dancer kind of on the screen behind him, and then... You see the you see Nile on the screen and the dancer is kind of standing in front of it looking at it. Um, so, anyways, it's like all of these scenes where they like can't reach each other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then also it all is like the lighting or whatever they did with the yeah the lighting. It has this like glowy, um, glowy effect, <laughs> and it definitely kind of makes you think of like a dream or like. Ghosts. You know when you're like watching a TV show or a movie and they go to a dream sequence and everything is like has this weird kind of filter or like yeah. glow about it. I feel yeah. like this whole video kind of looks like that where like they're kind of surrounded by this like
2: It's like green
1: and Yeah, gray. this like fuzzy light, um underwatery. Very underwatery, yeah. Yeah, and then there's all yeah. these like motions where she like kind of like has her hand like reaching up to Nyla's face. Or she's like standing and like looking back. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, what are your thoughts?
2: <laughs> yeah, I love the scenes where like they they're watching the videos of each other on the big screens. I thought those yeah. were so cool. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a moment when you saw them in the same vicinity. I guess that's kind of the point, but I wish there was yeah. a moment where they like she went over to the piano or she was dancing by an empty piano. I think that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm watching it now and looking at the choreography, it almost feels like they didn't have a choreographer on set and they asked her to do like mm. just certain just moves. like move around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious as to what that is. Oh, I guess there's this scene where they're walking around each other. Um, mm-hmm. and they're standing at the piano together. So maybe I don't know this music video as well as I thought. <laughs> um, but um yeah I thought I thought it did really match the lyrics well and match the song well and um I appreciated uh that it was like a new take and it wasn't just like the hot model girl that <laughs> you yeah. see in Niall's videos it was like more artistic
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so I liked that as well
1: yeah I really yeah. appreciated that too like We've talked about before how it's kind of annoying that they all seem to use the same girl in their music videos, yes. um, and obviously this girl is a, a ballet dancer. She's, mm-hmm. but she like, is, she's a redhead. She has like a very like muscular like dancer body. Um, so
2: on the like, scene, like in the beginning, you can see the hair on her legs. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was nice to see like a different looking person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I I love the the ending of the video. Um, so Niles kind of sat at the grand piano and she walks over and when you see her looking at him there's a spotlight behind him so he's kind of blurred out
0: mm-hmm. and then when
1: you see him looking at her the same thing's happening. She's kind of blurred out a little bit by the spotlight yeah. and then when the video ends it's like she disappears and it kind of at least gave me the impression that she was never there. He's just like envisioning her like imagining her there has that kind yeah. of like ghostly quality because he's kind of you know sitting at their piano singing to her and you can kind of see her very fuzzy and then you see that she's actually not there yeah. um, and he's just kind of singing to, to a ghost
2: and the, like the flowers he's like playing with it's so sad yeah there's
1: white and there's white and red roses on the on the piano
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah this is one of my favorite music videos I think it's so gorgeous um, and just added a lot to the song for me I like can't not think about the video when I listen to the song now mm. um so yeah that is the song do you have any
2: any wrap-up thoughts before we end um I'm curious to see what other like ballads he has because mm. I feel like this one is quite different from nice to meet you definitely so it's like How are those two going to meet? How are they going to be brought together by like maybe some Mm -hmm. mid-tempo or like just sort of chill songs Yeah, and sort of an in-between. So I'm interested to see how they connect when we get the album. We still don't don't know when it's going to be released, right?
1: We don't know. It's going to be February or March, I think. (laughs) Mm, It's very big. big. Although he did tweet yesterday that it's done. Good. Yesterday, the day before, yeah. Um. So yeah. Now it must just be a matter of finding the right day. Yeah. Um. Do you like? Do you hope that he has um more songs like this on the album, or do you feel like one is enough for you?
2: Um. Probably one is enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's enough, but like I think with Nile songs. I'm more drawn to the upbeat stuff he's done Yeah, in the past. Yeah. Like, my favorite songs off the last album, I think, were the upbeat ones. Right. At least the ones I listen to the most. Um, and, like, Nights nice to Meet You was such a jam for me, and I feel like he really stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this one's really pretty. But I just don't tend to go to listen to it as much, just because he's maybe not an artist that I listen to all the time, so it needs to be a really good song to grip me to go listen to those Mm -hmm. slower ones from them i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah 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 definitely
1: all right so recommendations for this week
2: caitlin what do you have my recommendation is to listen to um the song teach you by emily king featuring sarah Borelis. This is, um, so Emily King put out an album last year and this year she's done the acoustic version of the album and this song specifically was a single and she was on tour with Sarah Bareilles Bareilles last year or is or was recently and um, she had her feature on the song teach you which just lyrically is just a gorgeous song. Um, But oh my God, the harmonies that they do in this song are so gorgeous it's just it's so pure um it's like these two really high harmonies um and it's just uh i can't even explain it so go listen to it i did i have listened to that once because it came up in my
1: like recommended songs um Mm -hmm. but i want to listen to it again more uh critically because i think i just like was playing it while i was cleaning or something
2: yeah, no, you should listen to it and like absorb it. And like there's the the original version is good too. Like I mm-hmm. that was one of my this album was one of the most listened to albums last year for me. Right. Um but the this new acoustic version is just so pretty with the with the duet. Yeah.
1: My recommendation for the week is a book called Reality is Broken by Jane McGonigal. I'm listening it listening to it on Audible and it's like literally blowing my mind um the basic premise of the book is she talks about um video games and how we can basically fix reality by looking at how video games work um Mm -hmm. it's insanely fascinating obviously if you're like a, a video game person you definitely need to read it. If you're interested in psychology, you definitely need to read it. If you like have a business, like I don't know, I feel like any everyone needs to read this book. Um, <laughs> if because... you breathe air, you need to read <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's so incredible. And every single like I was texting my friend, um, Kristen, who originally recommended it to me, um, how much I was loving it, and she was like, What's your favorite part? And I was like, literally every sentence.
2: Um, <laughs> it's, it's... Is it nonfiction?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nonfiction Um, and it's like a lot about how we kind of learn and function and it's just really, really incredible, incredible Mm -hmm. book. I'm only halfway through with it right now, Um, but I I think I'm not even halfway through with it actually, but I would highly recommend, um, recommend this book and um, yeah, that's our episode for today. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys thought of the show, your opinions on anything we discussed today. Um, also, feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you'd like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Thanks so much for listening to episode 206 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail dot com. Uh, find us on Instagram at Talk Direction, and you can also follow us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O L U C C I A O H. And Caitlin, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I R Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C A I T L I N. Make sure to check out our Patreon
1: at patreon.com slash Talk Direction. If you would like to further support the show, you can listen to Talk Direction Download, which is our Patreon-only extra podcast we do at the end of every main episode of the podcast. And this week we're doing our Fanfic Book Club, which is always a favorite. Um, So if that sounds interesting to you uh, or you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash talkdirection. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review if you so desire to help more people discover the show. Um, you can also listen on SoundCloud or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 207. Bye. Bye.
0: One of the first times that I've ever performed it. Um, so please, if you know it we sing along? And if you don't, don't try. Because <laughs> when people start mumbling, it sounds like a big bag of cats and not very, very nice. So uh, let's give it a go. This is called Put A Little Love On Me.